Hello, and welcome to the Root Pedersen podcast series on the circular economy. And in particular, this series, Packaging Unwrapped. My name is Kevin Bradley, and I'm a senior advisor at Root Pedersen Public Affairs, following all things related to the EU agenda with respect to natural resources and the circular economy. Over the past two years, we've been examining the steps and measures the EU is taking to decarbonize its economy, making it greener and more circular. Despite significant challenges posed by the coronavirus pandemic, and more recently the Russia-Ukraine war, the European Commission has continued to drive this ambitious agenda, and indeed further add to it measures and policies designed to improve overall economic resilience. Towards the end of 2022, the European Commission published a further measure foreseen in its 2020 Circular Economy Action Plan, a proposal for the revision of the Packaging and Packaging Waste Directive. In the proposal, the Commission is seeking to address perceived weaknesses in the current approach to packaging at EU level. For instance, greater efforts to encourage reusable packaging or reuse systems, mandatory recycled content for plastics used in packaging, and greater efforts to reduce or prevent packaging waste in the first place. Packaging is something that evokes many kinds of emotions and responses from people, often negative. Yet, without it, it would be extremely difficult, if not impossible, to maintain global food and good supplies and value chains. Packaging is what gets a product to the consumer intact and safe. Joining me today to unwrap some of the issues and challenges around the PPWR, I'm delighted to welcome Wolfgang Trunk, Team Leader for Packaging and, and the Waste Framework Directive at DG Environment, who has led the development of this proposal. Wolfgang, good morning. You're very welcome to the podcast and thank you for taking the time to talk to us today on the Packaging and Packaging Waste Regulation proposal. Good morning, Kevin and all. Great, thank you. Um, if I can begin, with a, a general question, there's been very mixed reaction from stakeholders and member states to the Commission proposal. Compared to the existing Packaging Packaging Waste Directive, the Commission is proposing a regulation. Is the Commission surprised at the reaction of stakeholders? Uh, and can you outline the rationale for moving to a regulation? Well, uh, let me uh, just come back on the on your introductory remarks when you mentioned uh, uh, the civil society and uh, the reactions, and then I will come on the stakeholders' reactions. Uh, we, uh, our our communication unit, they counted record reactions in the social media about uh, uh, our proposal, and we can say the the civil society is tremendously uh, welcoming the proposal and uh, and they really encourage us this is in time high time and a very very important uh, initiatives that must make it to to reality uh, to adoption now of course uh, the reactions from the stakeholders we have, you mentioned, mixed reactions, and for, for us this is not at all a surprise because uh, we come up with a really an ambitious, uh, a game-changing uh, proposal. And of course, each transition into more circularity, into more sustainability, 
also leads to uh, to leads to winners and losers. And uh, and of course, uh, those uh, those companies who might have less uh, turnover uh, might uh, oppose to it and might uh, let's say lobby and are, are, um, find good arguments uh, why this is not a good idea or certain details of the proposal are not uh, very well. Um, but we have overall the stakeholder reactions, uh, especially the economic operators. There is a massive a massive support from all stakeholders, especially the economic stakeholders that we come up with this ambitious regulation uh, based on the internal market uh, legal base because this is one of the failures of the current directive uh, that we do not have this harmonization uh, which would allow us to materialize the benefits of the internal market. So the reality today with the directive, the directive kind of failed in, in both areas, in the environmental objectives areas, it failed uh, to reduce packaging waste generation, but also, and it is already currently on the internal market legal base, but also uh, on, on creating a market, an internal market for these uh, in the waste area. And this with this new proposal, we come up with a game-changing approach making moving away a little bit from uh, targets imposed on the um, on the member states we still have some keep them but we the, the the important new element is that we come up with product requirements and this will we are convinced will make the difference i can't agree more in the sense that uh, in terms of the ambition and it and uh, the 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 challenge that's been sort of thrown down there to to uh, to sectors um there's now, we're now beginning to see some of the institutions, uh, and I'm talking now about the council and the parliament, uh, beginning to sort of react a little bit mm -hmm. in the yeah. sort of formalistic way. And just recently we saw the Environment Committee and also the Agri and, and INCO committees uh, publish their uh, draft reports. In the Environment Committee draft report, the rapporteur has reinserted some elements into the regulation that were in an earlier leak of the Commission's proposal. Uh, one of them, um, I think, comes to mind because I, I remember distinctly looking at it. Sorry, we all look at the leaks. Uh, was the creation of the packaging forum. It disappeared. Uh, what is your view of the parliamentary, uh, the Parliament's reports at the moment? And was there any particular reason why the Commission felt it needed to remove references or get rid of these particular things before publishing, and particularly the packaging forum. Yes. Well, uh, first of all, uh, the draft report, uh, which is a, a reporter in the in the in Comenvi, uh, well, this is uh, this is a very good uh, uh, we must say a very good uh, starting point. Uh, it had been yesterday debated uh, in the in the Parliament, and we have uh, thoroughly analyzed it. Of course, uh, there are several areas which where where there is a, a kind of a big change compared to uh, to the the Commission. Uh, proposal and uh, we also now we had yesterday also the council working party on 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 the proposal and uh, I think uh, we are, we are now uh, as commission um, rather the moderator for in this co-decision pro uh, process and I think uh, the risk report uh, contains a lot of uh, valid points uh, in order to improve uh, further the draft 
regulation, uh, also with with a view a view from both uh, co-legislators. I think uh, Risa uh, and and his team uh, they brought really up very important points where we have to improve, uh, where there is room for improvement. We do not deny that. On the packaging forum, this is really something. Um, it was a little bit. Uh, it was, uh, of course, developed, and uh, uh, but uh, we have already all these institutional um, uh, constructions, and uh, we have explicitly for the secondary legislation, which will come. We have already established these expert groups, and this is quite quite a new uh, element in our interinstitutional uh, rules. Uh, so this expert group will in future be, be traditionally the expert groups were just the member states experts but uh, this is the new element that this uh, the, the reform of this expert group uh, agreement says that it can be also we can designate uh, um, stakeholders companies and also other experts from uh, from outside the, the, the let's say the public sector and this is uh, so so there will be a very well uh, balanced uh, um, uh, representation of the companies in when we uh, when we when we elaborate the secondary legislation, and this uh, will be in the in the expert group. It would be completely against our against our all better regulation rules if we if we would not continue to involve stakeholders, the companies. When we, for instance, uh, establish the design for recycling criteria, uh, there the input from from the from the sector is crucial. Uh, but we have already a well established for uh, uh, setting for these stakeholders. Okay, well, thank, thanks for clarifying that. I, I, I have to confess, um, I mean, I have read the proposal a number of times, but I, I think I, I will look again at that. You will not find it, yeah. sorry to interrupt, but you will not find it in the proposal because ah. it's traditionally there because uh, it is, if you have to, you have to go to the, uh, to the delegated act, uh, how the delegated act uh, procedure uh, is done. And there we have even to establish and uh, consult uh, the, these expert groups. And we are already, for instance, I can tell you right now, we are doing it for the batteries that we are kind of uh, compiling, creating this expert group. And, and there we, we screening which are the, the the companies the stakeholders the association which need to be involved uh, in order to help us uh, developing these delegated and implementing acts okay well thank you that's that's very helpful i think for everybody to to understand that uh, that aspect of it good okay let me turn to what uh, some stakeholders see as probably the most contentious or one of the most contentious aspects of the proposal and that's the proposal for mandatory reuse targets imposed on uh, some economic sectors and operators. I mean, it was indicated beforehand, uh, it was well flagged by the Commission that reuse was going to be addressed, but there seemed to be a pretty strong reaction to what's been proposed. Why does the Commission believe that mandatory use requirements will be environmentally beneficial? Well. There is no belief in that. We have a very, very uh, thorough impact assessment, also including the environmental uh, impacts. 
uh, and and the outcome of this uh, impact assessment, uh, let's say, quantifies uh, these uh, environmental benefits of the reuse targets. Uh, we are, of course, aware that that uh, those, let's say, stakeholders or those industries who, uh, namely the single-use uh, packaging producers, of course, they they would lose uh, turnover, and they they came up also with uh, with some LCAs, uh, life cycle analysis uh studies uh, proving their uh their business concept with uh, with single use to be environmentally favorable we have made a lot of uh, subsequently to our impact assessment uh to kind of to bolster our impact assessment on the reuse uh, targets some meta analysis of uh, peer reviewed uh, scientific publications on this issue and and these further confirm our analysis that uh, that reuse systems as we those uh, we, we we proposed reuse is beneficial for the environment i think the important there are two important things in terms of environmental impact assessment one is for instance, uh, these LCAs that are uh, challenging uh, our reuse measures, uh, they use assumptions, they don't use primary data assumptions, for instance, for the recovery or recycling or collection of their single-use packaging, uh, which are uh, very doubtful. So if you have a very high recycling rate of the single-use, then of course the, uh, the environmental performance is better. So this is one big problem with it. And the other problem is uh, that the reused uh, targets, they are the biggest contributor to waste prevention or waste reduction. This is also where we had a, a second look at our own data, and this is the main contributor. So, so if you only have uh, the isolated consideration of, uh, of reuse, then you need maybe more uh, en energy for the recovery, uh, for the washing of the, of the containers. Uh, or of the you need more water or you need more greenhouse you, you produce more greenhouse gas emissions for the due to them to more transport but if you have the whole system if the system border include also the transport of the of of the of the single use packaging to the to the uh, wine uh, producer in in Spain, uh, and not only the, the the transport of the empty wine bottle back to Spain, or uh, if you also and the biggest point, if you also factor in the reduced, the substituted, then that you don't need to produce so many single-use packaging, and then we have overall a clearly positive impact of the environment. But the important point is also that in, in on this, that our proposal paves the way for a coexistence of both of single-use and multi-use. We create the framework so that both systems can establish in reality in, in, in the way so that it is best for the with the best environmental performance but also in terms of uh, economic feasibility so so this would be the, um, the um, let's say um, for the for for the sector for 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 the companies to establish well uh, therefore we we come with quite moderate percentages uh, so that this can be uh, in an optimized way Okay, right. All right. Thanks for explaining that in, uh, in some detail. 
Um, I mean, it is going to be, I think it's it's probably going to, the controversy is going to continue. Um, but as you said, uh, the uh, idea is is that it's this is to challenge the system. Well, if I can turn to recycling, which has been the 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 bedrock, let's I'll use that word as as for for packaging since since the beginning, since 1994, when the directive came into into force, packaging uh, recycling was was the the, the major goal uh, at the time. Looking at the Eurostat statistics, the latest ones uh, from 2022, the recycling rate for packaging seems to have been you know, doing pretty well. Okay, it, in the latter years, it's maybe plateauing a little bit. Um, there was also a very high recovery rate, eighty uh, percent recycling rate was sixty four point four percent in twenty twenty. Most member states seem to be meeting the the bar for fifty five percent overall recycling uh, the target for 20, 2018. Now, I do know. I know you're going to probably uh, tell me, and I'm aware that that uh, there were issues with the way in which recycling percentages or the recycling rate was calculated and that has as has been sorted out now there's a very clear definition about yeah, yeah. about that um only plastic waste seems to be lagging in terms of material targets and that's been a a constant since the origins of the, the directive um some stakeholders are saying that this recycling performance and and this links back to the reuse that it, it could actually be impacted by the reuse obligations. So I think maybe two questions. One is, first of all, your your uh, views on uh, on recycling. And then secondly, whether or not the recycling trajectory is going to be impacted by, by the reuse obligations. Yes. First of all, unfortunately, the picture is not so bright on the on the Eurostat data or on the situation about the recycling rates in the member in the member states. We will publish soon uh, our early warning reports uh, for all the the uh, twenty seven member states, and I can tell you already that more more than two thirds of the member states uh, are at risk at least for 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 one of the of the different targets. And uh, and uh, more than half uh, will have uh, serious problems, uh, and even more than one uh, target. So unfortunately, it is really a problem, as as you mentioned. And the biggest problem is still with plastic uh, recycling. Uh, so just there is still a lot of efforts to be done by the member states in order to to come closer to to the targets. All in all, and this is a little bit a myth about uh, brought up by, let's say, the, the single-use packaging industry. Uh, our proposal uh, still has a very big focus on recyclability and recycling. Two points. First of all, we made big efforts to increase the efficiency of recycling by, for instance, the uh, design for recycling uh, criteria. So the proposal will lead to a better uh, a better collection, a higher purity for the incoming waste streams into the recycling industry. So this is uh, this will make uh, all the recycling much more efficient. Uh, and secondly, the second important point our uh, in the proposal, even though we have a waste, uh, we we strive for a waste generation reduction, and even though we have uh, our reuse targets, nonetheless the capacity. The current capacities in in recycling still need significantly to increase in order to uh, to cope with our targets. 
So uh, we, we, we really, let's say, encourage the, the industry further to further invest in recycling. And, and it is uh, really not true uh, that we have all the figures uh, at hand. The mass flow of the, of the different waste streams uh, and, and packaging materials was, uh, was very important in our impact assessment. So uh, we, it's really a myth that, uh, that uh, let's say, established uh, our, our investments in recycling would uh, would be at risk uh, uh, due to our proposal. Thank you very much on, uh, for that response. Turning now to a question on packaging minimization and reduction targets. I recall the packaging packaging waste directive has for years had within it uh, requirements for uh, minimization prevention of packaging waste. Yeah. Uh, the essential requirements, uh, all of these things. The Commission has proposed very specific requirements now, uh, both in relation to minimising packaging use and to reduce overall packaging generation. Now, I note that the packaging waste, pardon me, generation prevention targets are to be met by individual member states and they will increase over time. Is there not a danger that that could lead to unharmonised approaches and added costs for producers uh, and is there a danger that in some sectors you might inadvertently increase the use of plastic materials at the expense of heavier materials? So in other words, to meet the, this uh, reduction target. Well, uh, first of all, indeed, uh, the current directive works with these essential requirements and with these member state tar uh, targets uh, uh, imposed on the member states uh, as regards uh, recycling rates. And uh, we learned that this uh, uh, essential requirement was not, uh, uh, let's say, <laughs> successful uh, in terms of uh, waste reduction. We have an everlasting increase in, in packaging waste generation and um, our baseline says it will continue um, by 2030 by another 19%. So this is clear that we have to to act on this. We have to. This is what the first question about the regulation. We have to act uh, in, and we have to change our our tools. And um, first of all, we on the one hand we still come up, as you mentioned, with this target at member state level. This is still a little bit the old approach to work with targets at member states level. Um, but uh, we wanted to, let's say, this was for us a logic step after, let's say, the, from the essential requirement uh, to reduce uh, waste to have, okay, we have to have at least one, one target per member state for the member state were as a kind of a benchmark. Uh, but indeed, the main, the main uh, uh, elements of the, of the proposal to reduce um, packaging waste generation, they will be kind of the, the, the contributors to, to this. And, and we have uh, quantified that roughly 60% of this waste reduction that we, uh, that, uh, that we require with, via the targets, 60% would come from this EU harmonized measures. And these harmonized measures are, uh, for instance, the reuse uh, targets. This is, by the way, the biggest contributor to, to, the, to the waste reduction, the reuse targets with 4.5 million tons. And also uh, the, our negative list. And thirdly, also the minimization of uh, packaging in Article 9 and Article 21. And these are the EU harmonized measures 
all the, or let's say the other 40%, they have to come from member state activities. These member states, and here we have very strong, uh, very hot discussions within the council, these remaining 40% uh, on, in the competence of the member states, they must be compliant with the internal market. This is clear. So we have uh, the procedure established how uh, member states have to kind of uh, proceed if they want to come up with such a, a national measure. We suggest, for instance, the corporate waste management plans. This is uh, in some member states already successfully uh, established to have. So there is a, a bunch of uh, of potential measures that can uh, can be taken by the member states. On the one hand, as you refer to the plastic, I don't think it will be, uh, or we I, we are convinced that it will be the opposite, uh, that there is no no change. Uh, so the um, we have already the single-use plastic directive. There are measures we we think that they will over time also contribute. And then there is another important uh, measure that the member states can take, and this is the uh, own resource decision, or in uh, some people call it plastic tax. It was it established some years ago for the first time? So the member states have. Uh, they can kind of tax plastic uh, packaging. Uh, and with these elements, we think the member states can uh, come up to this, uh, to this, uh, to their contribution to the waste uh, uh, reduction uh, and all in line, but all in line with the internal market. Okay, right. And just on the point about minimization of packaging, which yeah. is uh, related to this, how is that going to be uh, policed in practice? Have the member states mm. got the, re the resources mm. to check mm. and, yeah. uh, and exactly. so on? Exactly. Yes, I uh, understand. Well, I mentioned already the game-changing effect is that we come up with sustainability criteria at product base. So we kind of move away a little bit the, the, the duty on the member states to, co to cope with or to comply with uh, and, and the new element, the game-changing element is that we that we address the, the operators with concrete uh, requirements uh, on, on the products they place on the market. And, uh, um, and these uh, requirements will be uh, kind of enforced uh, by, um, by the market surveillance authorities in the member states, and they have to check then uh, to verify the technical uh, documentation which the, the producers have to, to have. Uh, to have at hand in their drawers uh, when they want to place something on the market. When it comes to uh, packaging minimization, of course, this is, uh, let's say, uh, uh, also a technical documentation which has to be controlled or verified by the member states. Of course, it is the competence of the member states how much resources they put into this. And But coming back, uh, I can make the link to, our, to the last question. If a member state has, for instance, problems to uh, to cope with uh, with uh, with the reduction targets, uh, they can, for instance, uh, police this uh, requirement uh, and challenge these technical documentations. Uh, it is actually we went for the softest uh, uh, for the softest uh, model 
uh, to for this uh, technical documentation. They can challenge these technical documentations uh, and thus uh, bring the let's say the the the, the uh, minimization further down. So this is also then a kind of a, in the hands of the member states uh, how much they. Uh, uh, efforts or resources they put into the surveillance of the minimization requirements. Right, so the, we're not going to have see a situation where you, you know, officers or customs people running around opening up packages to check whether there's empty space and different materials, etc. Um, all right, um, I have a question uh, on bio-based plastic materials. Uh, this sort of uh, comes about really as a as a as a juxtaposition with recycled plastics. Uh, there is, a, of course, a measure proposed. I think a welcome measure proposed for um, mandatory recycled uh, content requirements for packaging uh, containing plastics, um, and I think that will be welcomed by by plastics recyclers. Uh, but on a, if you take a corollary of that. Um, we plastic is principally uh, made from from fossil based uh, resources and given that we have now a, a strong commitment in the eu to supporting the bioeconomy and there are uh, the elements beginning to appear and, and also quantities of bio-based plastics beginning to appear would it not have been an opportunity to yeah. also consider um, yeah. introducing a, a a requirement that certain uh, a certain volume or a certain uh, percentage mm -hmm. of plastics placed on the market contained bio-based plastics. Yeah. Yes, uh, indeed. Uh, this is a, a very, a very also very uh, hot topic uh, discussed uh, both in the council and the parliament. Uh, bio-based plastic materials, but we have to make uh, we we should not mix them up with recycled content targets. These are two completely different things. We have we we need to uh, to to stop the the downcycling uh, of uh, of uh, of plastics, uh, and therefore we come up with uh, mandatory re recycled content targets. Uh, which which really uh, would bring us to more closed loop recycling, more circularity uh, and more sustainability. This is one important pillar of our proposal. Now, um, there is no equivalence between there are two different things. It, one is at the end of life and bio-based plastic at, is at the, uh, the, the, the sourcing of, uh, of, of, the, of, the, of the materials to produce plastic. So in and here, um, on, on the bio-based plastic, if you read our impact assessment, we had a very close look at the at, at potential uh, means to encourage uh, bio-based plastics. But in the end, we decided not to come up uh, with uh, further kind with 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 a kind of a blank fostering uh, or, uh, or support for bio-based plastic by any measure. We only have in Article 11 uh, a kind of uh, uh, voluntary uh, possibility to label bio-based bio plastics in a certain plastic uh, packaging. So this is already something so that uh, because the industry is very key to show to the consumer that uh, they have bio-based plastic because it's perceived positively. But the main point why we didn't uh, bring it uh, into the um, into the proposal is uh, that uh, the sustainability, we cannot say bio-based is 
in all conditions automatically better than fossil fuel based. So, uh, and we have already uh, some areas, for instance, there is a, re a um, renewable energy directive where we have sustainability uh, criteria for uh, bio-based uh, uh, feedstock for energy. We, we were having a look at these uh, sustainability criteria, but they were still not yet enough for this very specific application also because they don't uh, have a, a look at biodiversity so we are fine we we do not we but we did not want additionally to encourage this new uh, this new um, um, polymers um, or bio-based uh, plastics because uh, we we think it was not yet the time we didn't have the methodology to to make sure that it is really uh, um, a good thing. Just if you have uh, if you have these bio-based plastics produced from um, from sugarcane, a former rainforest in Brasilia, then there is already a big a big problem with in terms of sustainability. So this was a reason, but we we we. We, we are sure in, in, this will come in future. We are not against it, but uh, we have to distinguish it from recycled content and any, any. but uh, this is also something where I see that the parliament and the council will maybe come up with something, but we have to make sure that it is a sustainable uh, alternative to fossil fuel. Okay, I think that's a, a very helpful clarification of that. And I think in, in summary, I think what you're, what you're saying is not really ready at this stage to be clear in, in terms of, 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 a, of, a, of an element to, to, to encourage this. Uh, I think I, I do take your point on the sustainability criteria. I think that is, that is an important uh, dimension and there and uh, there would need to be a clarification about about that about the criteria mm -hmm. and and as you said given the often controversial discussions that have been had about this in relation to uh, fuels and so on okay I, I think we're coming to towards the end I, I have a very final question and that's more an outlook question um the impact assessments that accompanied the uh, proposal identified three main problems with the current approach. Uh, growing packaging waste generation uh, and that growth accentuated by new consumption habits, uh, on-the-go consumption, increased online sales and home deliveries. So I think we, we understand that. Um, barriers to packaging, recycling and reuse. Uh, low recycling quality. I, I, do, I do agree with you. you. You mentioned it earlier. I think the recycling quality uh, and the use of secondary raw materials. Is the Commission confident that its proposal is going to address these problems? Um, is there not a danger that it will be disruptive? Yeah. Well, uh, the, at least the Commission proposal is made and we are fully convinced that it would make, achieve all these uh, um, objectives that you made. And uh, as I mentioned already, uh, for instance, as your first point was uh, packaging waste uh, uh, generation, um, the reuse measure is the biggest contributor uh, out of the EU proposed harmonized measures to reduce packaging waste. And uh, 
as long as this stays in, uh, the, 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 the regulation will deliver on that. But if, uh, if you take it out or also the, the unnecessary packaging that we ban, uh, if you if you uh, shorten this list, of course, then uh, it undermines this uh, this big objective. In terms of quality of of recycling, here again, um, we are really really creating um, a value chain. We are creating uh, markets for secondary raw materials. And what we saw for the PET bottles in the uh, due to the single use plastic directive, we want to roll out this model that you really have uh, high value recyclates. Uh, that stay in the loop, that stay in the circle, closed loop at the best. So this this uh, this uh, th this proposal really uh, creates this value chain, these markets for secondary raw materials, because we are really tackling the products uh, with our with our and not uh, member state uh, obligations. So we really create these markets. Uh, and uh, and also uh, we increase, let's say, the whole uh, efficiency uh, through the, the the waste management with our uh, design for recycling and uh, the efficiency gains in the in the whole sector. So I think also this is and this is for maybe my last point. This was also the um, the let's say the 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 reason why we made it. We could as a commission come up in in times of in war times and in times where you have um, uh, high inflation rates. We could uh, we could really uh, convince and 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 these measures they will lead to less consumer expenditure and they will lead to uh, savings also or let's say uh, uh, more efficiency throughout the the packaging sector. Be it the brand owners who have uh, more efficient, uh, or uh, let's say less costs in, for instance, uh, due to the uh, harmonization of labeling, but also in the management of the waste, uh, this creation of this value uh, chain and, and secondary raw material markets. Uh, this is really something. So the economic benefits, I think they they made it they made it through, and not so much uh, let's say in in, in November twenty. To not so much the environmental uh, uh, benefits that will come with this proposal. Well, Wolfgang, thank you for taking yeah. the time to talk to us today and for giving us the Commission's perspective on the very ambitious proposal um, related to packaging. Uh, I think uh, the we all share the goal that uh, the purpose of the packaging waste uh, regulation is to reduce the impact of packaging waste on the environment and of course to uh, ensure that we uh, contribute to uh, making the circular economy a uh, reality and I think you've explained uh, how you and the Commission colleagues see this uh, as, as the goal of this proposal. Uh, we will of course continue to follow uh, the discussion I'm sure you will too in the Parliament uh, and the council as it as it travels through and as different uh, parts of the proposal are debated and um, amended. So uh, thank you again and uh, yeah, we wish you a good day. Yes, thank right. you and uh, thank you for for the interview. It was also interesting for us. <laughs>